0: Every generous creator should have an ambassador. Someone well-known who genuinely loves what you do and wants more people to know about it. Yeah, well, (laughs) that can't happen, can it? Can it? Welcome to Morning Creative. I'm Mark Stedman, and I want to be your ambassador. I'm just not sure I have the credibility to pull it off just yet. But I'll tell you who does... Lin-Manuel Miranda is a name that I'd heard sort of bandied around the internet from, I don't know, maybe about 2017, 2018, some of the podcasts I was listening to. I knew there was this Hamilton thing that people were talking about, and it kind of sounded vaguely interesting. And then two years later, I'd started listening to a podcast called The Adventure Zone, which is presented by uh, the McElroy brothers. That's Justin, Travis, and Griffin, and their uh, their dad, uh, Clinton. So once I binged that and, and munched through the series uh, at the start of uh, 2019, all the way through to, I don't know, it took, it took me six or eight months or whatever. I then started on their uh, their first show, which is they've been putting out almost incessantly for over 10 years. It's uh, about 14 years now called My Brother, My Brother and Me. And that's presented by, by the three uh, McElroy brothers. So, yeah, I went hard on on binging those um, between 2019 and 2020. And at some point, they started talking about Lin-Manuel Miranda, to the point of which he actually turned up and did some live appearances at shows that they were doing. But the most at the time that I knew about uh, Lin-Manuel is that he was a fan of the McElroys. Like, I hadn't yet discovered... Uh Hamilton and then fast forward to summer twenty twenty and I watch Hamilton on Disney Plus and I'm absolutely of course I'm blown away by it. Of course I am, right? But lin Manuel is a legit McElroy fan, and that is really how I connected with him. He is the he is a self-styled fourth McElroy brother. There are actually canonically uh about a dozen fourth McElroy brothers, but he's written songs for them. He wrote a song called Fugue for Brother Horns, uh, Shrimp Heaven Now, and We Didn't Start the Brothers. Uh, he's He was also in their uh, short-lived uh, TV series. So he is genuinely a fan of these boys. And I would say arguably, but not really, inarguably, way more famous than the McElroy brothers. Now, the McElroys are very well known in their sector, But if you talk about Hamilton, if you talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda in Disney films, in various... Like, he is a bit more ubiquitous, I would say. So the thing about fandoms, as we see, especially if you have one creative piece of work that draws a fandom that is made up of other creative people, is that big fandoms spawn whole new pieces of art. You know, if you make stuff for the sake of it... This is where you can really shine. Because, I mean, so many comedy or fiction shows, podcasts and stuff that I've listened to or watched have had their own fandoms, their their own art contributions. Some of them kind of become canonical. Some of them kind of get a nod, you know. I mean, there's some amazing examples. I think I talked ages ago, pre-2024, about... The uh, film and the state and the sort of live show Harmontown, and how one of the fans just got up on stage and helped them out with something and then became a fixture and then got into TV as a result of it. I I also remember things like the thrilling adventure hour and the amount of art that would be created uh, through the stories that these guys were telling. There's Mission to Zix a couple of years ago, which spawned and you know, all sorts of, uh, of, of pieces of art. It's a big thing, you know, if you do work that is just art for the sake of art, comedy for the sake of comedy, whatever, you know, fashion for the sake of fashion, and you bring on people who love what you do, they're going to want to sort of contribute to that canon, really, and I think that's an amazing thing. Now, if we go back to Lin-Manuel Miranda, thinking about him, just think about him as an ambassador for the McElroy brothers. So just like charities have ambassadors unselfish work, generous work like yours could warrant one too. Now, I think the thing with with, with this kind of thing is you can't... Well, you can go looking for one, but you can't hire one. They've kind of got to come to that decision themselves. But I think you can find them and perhaps even start a relationship with them. So first off, let's think about who your ambassador would be. Someone that is well-known Someone who carries uh maybe a bit of stature, a bit of respect, a bit of status, and I think where this is valuable is it's it can be another way of thinking about your audience avatar so that's something that a lot of us get taught to do and there's some some sense in that and I've talked about that on previous episodes as well and that's that's great, but this is another way of thinking about it instead of thinking about who your ideal audience member would be, think about who your ambassador would be who would be a famous face that would represent what you do because not because they're paid to do it because i don't think charity ambassadors get paid oh i might be wrong about that it might vary but they wouldn't be paid to do this they would do it because they want more people they want to spread the word because they genuinely love what you do and and they just think it'd be fun for more people to enjoy it so it's someone who's going to blow the horn for you someone who would take time out of their their busy life because they really like what it is that you're doing. It's someone who's going to put their own ego aside to celebrate you for a bit. And someone who's got a megaphone that can amplify what you're doing. Yeah, people talk about having like a dream one hundred. That's a, a a popular sort of framework where you have this big list of names that are they usually people you'd want to collaborate with in in some respect. And that's I think that's that's fine. But this I think is maybe a little bit more fun and engaging. Certainly for me, anyway. And it's about connecting up your generosity with theirs. You're doing generous work by showing up and using your time, whether you're teaching someone something or just keeping them company for a bit and telling jokes, whatever it is, you're being generous. And what we want to do is connect that up with their generosity in wanting to take time out, like I said, to tell other people about what it is that you're making or even to contribute something to the collective canon, you know, contribute their own piece of, of law, add to the story, uh, whatever it is, you know, add to the patchwork that, that you're making. And the thing is they probably connect with you on a personal level here or on a personality level with you in a way that maybe we don't get so much of when we think about the ideal listener or the ideal audience member or the dream 100 like this this is about a friendship more than it is about anything else it's about a kinship certainly because so it's not just about the work and that that is a huge advantage because then, like I said, they're not just connecting with what you make, but they're connecting with who you are and your values, and your values match their values. Brilliant. (laughs) So who would be your ambassador? Do they embody the message that you carry already? Do they see the world in a similar way? They don't have to be world famous. And I, I've talked about them being famous. They could be someone well-known in your field, but it is important. It's, it's someone who is important to you in your circle and someone who is important in your circle. So whatever space you're in, who is the the top voice, but as much as we're saying, you know, they don't have to be well-famous. They've got to be someone who's going to like blow the doors off for you. Do you know what I mean? Someone who's going to, where you really see the spike in your followers and your downloads and your views and your listens or whatever it is like someone who, when they come along, you can really go, wow, that was the, you know, that was the moment on the graph where this person parachuted in, you know? So I've been brainstorming a few names. uh, And here's a few that that I've come up with of uh, people that I think in various strata at various levels who, I would love to consider ambassadors for what I do. So we got uh, the comedian Stuart Goldsmith, who I uh, emailed a while ago and was quite nice to me. I've seen him live, really enjoyed it. And I think the, the day after I sent him an email and, and uh, yeah, I've sent him a couple, actually. He's quite quite approachable. Fern Brady is a comedian. Uh, she's a stand-up and she wrote a book recently about uh, living with autism. Lewis Capaldi, I think, is a, is a fascinating uh, artist. He is someone who's very much living with what it is to have Tourette's but also the mental health stuff around that and around being famous and someone who is incredibly self-aware, I think would be, would be fascinating uh, as a, and, and wonderful uh, as an ambassador. Nico case. She was, uh, or still is one of the two founder members of the new pornographers. Uh, and she's funny and she's interesting and she's introspective. Tom Merritt is, uh, he hosts a thing called the daily tech news show. I often bring him up. Lovely, lovely dude. Really nice guy. And I'm modelling quite a few things after him. Jessica McCabe, she uh has the YouTube channel How to ADHD, which is a huge channel, and she's uh, she's really wonderful. I've seen her, her TEDx talk, and you know, she is someone who can speak eloquently about uh what it is to live inside a mushy, uh confusing creative brain. Stephen Fry, need I say more. And then uh Gabrielle uh, Zevin, who is the author of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which came out last year? possibly. It's a wonderful book about two people who meet over video games and, uh, have this decades spanning, uh, working and personal relationship. And it's just, it's a, it's a wonderful book. So there's a bunch of names. Uh, the next question is what would it take for you to be on their radar? So if I were to pick one or some of those names, what, what would I need to do in order to, um, be noticed by them? Now if they're active on the socials it's actually it's quite simple but it takes time and patience and persistence but that is what we're all about here that is the superpower that we are gearing up for that is the thing that we that is the battery that we're charging it's the thing that we're going to have in spades is patience persistence perseverance this is the point where i mentioned the back of my wall uh which soon i hope to be emblazoned with the the three words never give up this is part of that embodiment it's about this it's about being persistent but without being uh annoying (laughs) And so once you've got that sense of of where people hang out, what what are you going to do? What what do you do? Do you do DM them? Do you poke at them? Do you say, Hey, you should, you'd like my thing. No, you don't do any of those. You don't do any of those. You look at what they're posting and you provide value and you sit in the comments and you have discussions and you maybe try and make yours. The first comment to signal boost, to say, this is great to repost to be their fan, because if you, you know, the the names, hopefully you can sort of get this from the names that I picked earlier. Those are people that I'm a fan of. Those are people that I, you know, I really like. I like their stuff. I didn't just pick a bunch of strategic names. I picked people who I'm like, I really like their stuff. I consume it. I appreciate it. And I would hope that they would appreciate what I do. And so really what I'm going to do is in the best patient way is to be noticed And I do that by being in the comments, being helpful. Maybe if there's a question that someone else has posted that you know your ambassador, your future ambassador, has already answered, you can point them in that direction. That saved them a job. Anything like that, if you can do a little bit of janitorial work, a little bit of administrivia for them... Over time, they're going to notice, what's that little round face that I keep seeing? You know, they're not going to care about the username or whatever to begin with, but they'll start seeing that. What's that same, I seem seem to be seeing the same avatar pop up around, like, every time I, I do something. Let's look into that. So once you have their attention, what do you do? Well, you keep doing what you're already doing. You keep adding value. You keep being useful, being visible, and, and then... Maybe you can, at some point, offer to make their life a little easier in some way, you know? Not a sales call, but just if, you've, if you're in the advice business, if you have something to offer, you might be able to say, hey, have you thought about this? You know, if you did this, that could be useful. I did this with um, Dave Gorman a few years ago. Um, and, you know, he, he replied and he said, thanks. I, you know, there's something I've made, you know, maybe vaguely been interested in, but not, it wasn't, a, you know, a sales conversation. But he got back to me and said, you know, that is... Uh, something I've looked into, uh, but I've got these concerns or whatever. Um, And so when when it can just be about you adding value and, you know, giving the information, not pointing them towards something else, but actually just saying, you know, not saying I solved this problem or I answered this question in a YouTube video and then pointing them to the YouTube video because you want them to watch it and engage – no, you just, you just tell them the thing, <laughs> you know, you just give them the information. Is there a contact? I, I did this a while ago, uh, with someone I'd heard on a podcast was having, uh, having a problem with Spotify and they couldn't get their podcast in Spotify. And this was early days when Spotify was still picking and choosing who they wanted to work with and, and having these little relationships. And I already had a relationship because of, of, uh, the tech work that I was doing. And so, I was able to email that person and just say, "Here you go. Here's the here's the contact that I work with." Now you might, at some point, have the opportunity to send them something that you've made that you think they might like, and I think that's the moment where you've really got to judge this right. You know, it's almost that that moment in a relationship where you go, "Are we like? What are we labeling this? You know, what's what's the label we're putting on this?" And you'll know when that time is right when things are getting a, a you know a lot more informal. When it doesn't feel like, wow, were you just doing this to say, you know, like when it's organic, when it's genuine, or you don't need to at all. Because I think part of the the thing that I, I haven't said here is one of the important things that you want to do when we're talking about this social media interaction is to make sure your profile makes it really clear what it is that you do and what you make. And and g- make sure the link, the prominent link that you are allowed to have in your social media profile, be it Instagram, Twitter, wherever, you know, there's always at least one link. And make sure that get goes directly to the thing that you're making. So that when they do get curious and when they do think, you know, what's what's this what's this person all about? They can click through and go, okay, well, that's the thing. Click the link. Oh, that's interesting. And you know, maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't, whatever. Maybe at some point you'll find out that they've been subscribing or they've been listening and you didn't know. Who knows, right? But the 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 point is at some point, at some moment you might be able to judge, oh, you know what, this specific thing you were talking about, I actually did make an episode about it, and maybe you could ask to do some sort of collaboration or whatever, but really, it's, you've got, you'll know when that happens. You'll know when, when that trust is there, and when the conversations become so casual and not really about action, they just become that sort of fairly cool back and forth. When you've got that, when you almost feel like you could just drop them a WhatsApp message and go, hey, how are you doing today? You know, I hope you're having a nice day or, or you know, what are you up to or whatever. When you almost kind of get to that point, then maybe you can start to think about, hey, I make this thing and you might like it. If you don't, no worries, but here it is. This isn't a strategy. It's okay if this doesn't pan out. Don't make this a pillar. You know what I mean? Don't, like, make this part of your game plan. It's just a great bonus if it does If you are able to secure uh, a, 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 a genuine friendship with someone of prominence who can then maybe say to someone else like, oh, this guy does this thing, actually, you might like it. If you can do that by reaching out and just trying to be a decent human being, then that's the way to do it rather than making this something that you you know, spend 30 minutes a day doing and adding it to your strategy. You're like, don't do that. It has to be okay if this doesn't work because if if the other person feels the need in this, then they're not going to want to engage. You know, no one wants to engage with someone who's like, can we be friends? You're like, not really. <laughs> so the last question I'll leave you with is, I mean, really, as much as I've given you caveats, what have you got to lose? But to start building a relationship with someone prominent who you enjoy who you like and who's probably gonna enjoy like and amplify the stuff that you do what have you got to lose you so much for your time um if you like what i'm doing here then make sure to hit the follow button and uh that way you can keep uh, in touch and i will always have new things for you every weekday uh including live streaming at noon on youtube twitch twitter and linkedin live that's noon GMT every weekday uh so if you want to join me uh and um get into the chat and have a bit of a natter uh then you can always do that now tomorrow If you could be known for one word or phrase, what would that word or phrase be? All right, until tomorrow, never give up. You're brilliant. Thanks for listening. You can find all of my past episodes and leave your feedback on this one at morningcreative.fm. You can find me at hellostedman anywhere you hang out online. And if you want to go behind the scenes into how I'm building a creative business that pays the bills and keeps me happy, you can sign up to my weekly newsletter at hellostedman.com. Until next time, you're brilliant.